Hello, my dears. Hello, my darlings. It's Mama J here again for Sexually Liberated Unashamed Talk Radio. That little thing I like to call slut radio. Welcome to Season 2, Episode 5. This is what I'm calling the Etc. Podcast. I did not have anything in particular. Well, I have a lot of in particular things that I would like to talk about, yes. But I had a lot of things that I need to update you on. A lot of little things, nothing in particular. But it's probably going to take me a little while to go through it all. So I figured I'd dedicate an entire podcast to the etceteras. We have a new president of the United States. Yes, 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 we do. Uh, I want to go ahead and say, please do not become complacent once again. Stay interested in what makes the country run and keep doing your part to help it run well. We can get there if we all work together. Uh, It's one of those cliche things. It sounds cheesy as fuck, but it's true. So there you go. So, yeah, there are several things that we're going to follow up on today. The first one I'd like to tell you about, do you guys remember me telling you I had ordered a dildo, a glass dildo? Yes, I'd forgotten that I ordered it, ladies and gentlemen. I do that when I get online and do my shopping Once I'm done and I get excited, I'm like a kid, you know, who saved all their cereal box tops or whatever and sent away for this, this fabulous decoder spy ring or whatever. So, you know, you, you, you send off for whatever you're sending off for. And, you know, the first two days you check the mail, like, where is it? Where is it? It should be here by now. And then after that, it's just like, oh, woe is me. It's never getting here. So when it does get here, you've forgotten about it. So I, I, I'd forgotten, like I said, I'd forgotten I ordered the dildo. I got a notification that it was being, you know, sent, but I, it just didn't register with me that it was on its way. And so I go to the mailbox and there are several things that I do remember that I've ordered. And one of them was in the mailbox and something else was in the mailbox. And I, I was puzzled and I I took this one package out and I looked at it and I I couldn't figure out where it was from. I I mean, I knew where it was from. I could read the, the return address, but I, I didn't know if it was from a person or a business or or what, it was a package. Like I said, it wasn't just one of those envelopes. And so I I took it back to the house and I I got some other things that I was very excited about, but I couldn't figure out what was in this one package. So of course, that's the package I opened first. You know, I'm I'm like a kid. I, I really am. And I, I just, I puzzled though. Before I opened it, I like, you know, I was, I was like a kid on Christmas. I kind of shook it a little bit. I was feeling the exterior package. I could feel that there was, you know, it was like an, a big envelope package, but there was a box inside of the envelope and it had the bubble wrap on the inside of the envelope. So I, I, I just didn't know. So I got my scissors and of course they're my, my old ancient kitchen scissors that, you know, the ex-husband used to use these to cut up old credit cards. I haven't sharpened them in God knows how long. So I'm trying to open this package (laughs) with these scissors. I should have just used my teeth. (laughs) Anyway, I finally got the package open and there on the box, it had the company name and the words, the big words, glass dildo. And then a picture of the product on the inside. And I said, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God. I was so excited. I was so excited. Boy, I tell you what, when these places guarantee discreet packaging, they aren't kidding. I had no idea what was in that freaking package. So anyway, so I went ahead, I opened it. I got so excited. I opened the box and it uh, had a lot of bubble wrap in it. And I pulled out this little red storage bag. It's a little red velvet bag. And it was, 
I was just so excited. I got the bubble wrap off of the dildo and I looked at it. Oh my gosh, it's beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. And as I took the, the final layer of bubble wrap off of it and the glass dildo settled into the palm of my hand, I realized it had been sitting in the mailbox for a very long time. It was a very, very cold glass dildo. And I was holding it and it was not getting any warmer. And I said, mm, don't think so. <laughs> so I washed it. I took some pictures of it. I threw the box away uh, and I, I put it away. And just before bedtime, I said, "Ooh, ooh, it's time to play. So I warmed it up in uh, the bathroom sink. I used some warm water and, uh, because I had taken pictures of it. It was all over my, my computer keyboard and everything. And and that's where the, uh, that is what the podcast episode picture is. It is my glass candy cane dildo. Uh, I was very excited, took some pictures. And like I said, it was sitting on my computer keyboard. And it, I don't know what gets on my computer keyboard. It's It's a computer keyboard. We'll leave it at that. So I washed it again and I warmed it up in the water and got it all nice and clean and sparkly and warm. That was the important thing. I got it warm because at this point it was at room temperature, but you've got to think about where it's going and what the core of a female's body temperature is. It's going to be a little more than, you know, the standard 98.6. So... Uh, yeah, that's, uh, your, your vag is a little bit warmer folks. Uh, so, and I also, when I, I got in bed, I got my little bottle of lube. I've got this little bottle of lube and it is warming lube. So I, I put some of that on the dildo and I had some fun. I did. Um, the warming lube helped. It helped a lot. The, uh, the warm water helped. So I, I teased myself a little bit. I, like I said, with my new year's resolutions, I'm not changing the subject, I promise. But this is kind of tied in with my little new year's slash not new year's resolutions that I made back in December. If you remember, I, I made that, uh, resolution to try and take my time reaching orgasm. That has been going well. I have gotten to the point that orgasm is not an immediate with me anymore. And I have uh, masturbated during the day and I am still able to give myself a quickie, if you want to put it that way. But anyway, so I'm in bed and by the way, a, a, another little uh, side trip there about my uh, my resolution for self-pleasure and so on and so forth. I have absolutely, if you guys know what Pavlov's dog is, you know, it's the when you ring the bell, the dog drools because it's gonna, it knows it's going to get a treat. Well, I have turned into Pavlov's dog. When I get in bed at night, my nipples get hard. Because my body knows it's time for play. <laughs> so that's what I wanted to tell you real quick about that. So anyway, so I got in bed. I, I had the lights all out. I'm, I'm all snuggled in. And I used the warming lube on it. And like I said, I'd used the warm water. It was all nice and warm. And I was, I was, uh trying to go through my repertoire of fantasies and I was just so darn excited with the dildo itself that I couldn't stick on a fantasy so I decided to watch some porn and I settled on something that I was in the mood for which was uh well it was porn so it doesn't matter it was nasty <laughs> uh and I watched porn and I masturbated. I, I don't know how else to put it. I slid that candy cane 
I teased, like I said, I teased, I tormented myself. I slid it around and around. I didn't quite slide it in. I slid it in a little bit and back out and I teased my clit with it. And then I would put it in me and slide it in and out and tickle my clit with the the curved tip of it. It was, it was very nice. It was very, very nice. I managed to go for about 20 minutes and it was, it was very nice. I have had a partner pleasure me before with a glass dildo, which is why I wanted one. I like the feel of them. And this one, it, it is just very, very nice. I've used it a few times since it got here and I just wanted to let you guys know that, yeah, I would purchase it again. I highly recommend the glass dildo. And if you can find the candy cane shaped one, it's really pretty too. <laughs> um, I think that's it for that. But I did want to let you guys know that the, uh, the candy cane got here. It is, uh, it has been used and yes, yes. By the way, when I was done pleasuring myself with it, I did lick the candy cane. Mmm. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> the same day that my candy cane dildo got here, I got something else in the mail that I got very excited about. And not in a sexual way, in a sexually liberated way, yes. I have ordered business cards for Slut Radio, and they arrived the same day that my pretty glass dildo did. Ooh, dildo did. That's, that's alliterative. Anyway, so my business cards are here, and that is also what is in part of the podcast episode picture. And I'm very excited about my business cards. I've never had business cards before. So, you know, it's like I'm, I'm wanting to give them to everyone, but I didn't order, you know, that many anyway. So I, but I did give some to all of my friends and let's see, today is Thursday. So we went to our watering hole last night and cause we always, well, we always try to go on Wednesdays. Uh, sometimes we don't get to, oftentimes we don't get to, but it's our home away from home and we absolutely love it. I need to talk to uh, the boss man and see if I can start uh, saying the name of it on my show. They may not wish to be associated with Slot Radio. And if that's the case, that's understandable. Um, but last night, my friends and I were at our regular watering hole. And the bartender was there. And we... Everybody in the bar, we're just all family. Uh, my friends and I were at a table. One of the uh, the wives of one of the bar managers. It, uh, hopefully, I'm saying that right. Hopefully, I got his title right. Uh, but she was there, and we know her. And we were we were talking to her, and some of us were talking to the bartender. There was. There was a chapter of a fraternity meeting there, and they were, they had read their minutes, and I mean, this was an official meeting, and so everybody was kind of involved. We knew what was going on with everybody else in the bar, and we were talking, and like I think I said on one of my previous podcasts, uh, due to COVID, they, they are having to close at 10 p.m., and they're very, very strict about that. They call it a hard close. Everybody has to be out by 10. And they are complying with that because they don't want to be fined. They don't want to be closed down. It's a very, very small business. So I was closing out my tab. I'm talking to the bartender. And I knew he was young. He looks very young. And when you get to be my age, everybody looks young, for heaven's sake. Yeah, and when you start saying, oh, for heaven's sake, you know you're old. Anyway. I asked the bartender how old he was, and I 
think maybe me being me and I was a little bit drunk, yes. And well, yeah, I was. And I hadn't eaten anything at that point. And so anyway, I was stupid, but not stupid drunk. Anyway, but I was a stupid drunk. So anyway, I I asked him how old he was. So I think he thought I was coming on to him, which I wasn't. But, you know, that's okay. I, like I said, I had been drinking and God knows I have been on the prowl for weeks now. So I probably did come across as, hey, baby, you come out to my car with me. I, I, God, I may have even said it to him. But no, I asked him how old he was and he told me he was 21. And I said, well, are you in college or are you like technical or, you know, anything like that? And he, he told me he was in college, but he's not really technical. And I said, well, the reason that I asked, I said, I'm a little bit drunk and I don't know how to phrase this. So I got one of my business cards and I handed it to him and I said, I'm doing a podcast. And he looked down and he saw my business card and he burst out laughing and I kid you not. He said, oh my God, is this your answer to call her daddy? I was horrified. I said, oh my God, no, 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 no. My friend Miles is laughing his scrawny ass off at me because the call her daddy gang is who inspired me. I am absolutely, I had to correct him. I, I did. I said, no, 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 no. I'm part of the daddy gang. And I could not be doing this without the inspiration of the daddy gang. So to the founding fathers, who is now a single father, thank you. Thank you, daddies. And uh, since we're talking about daddies, just a, it, you, you guessed it. It's time for my Dave shout out. It's just a quick one uh, for Daddy Dave and his team keep up the absolutely inspiring work with the Barstool Fund. The last time I checked, which was just a few minutes ago, it there was there was nearly $29 million in the fund. Okay? So that is that's fucking spectacular, but there's still I don't know the figures, but I can guess there's a need for a lot more than that. So I'm going to ask you to go to the barstoolfund.com and be a big supporter of small business. Okay, there we go. That's my Dave shout out. And it was altruistic. I have to tell you, I'm scrolling down in my notes on my computer here. And I had, I, I kind of skip around. I do this when I talk anyway. And I have already talked to you about my resolutions. But there was one little story I have here that I didn't tell you. Uh, and of course, it has to do with masturbation. Yes, because that's what one of my resolutions was about. It was about my reaching orgasm too quickly. And because I don't have a friend with benefits, I have to see if I can achieve that goal by myself. So if I ever once again do have a friend with benefits, hopefully I can maintain that, uh, whatever you want to call it, that, that downtime before orgasm or that thrust time or whatever whatever hopefully I can maintain without you know blowing my load too soon but anyway so this masturbation story you'll you'll get a kick out of this I uh, sent one of my friends a text about it uh, like I said we went to our favorite watering hole last night and because they closed so early we ended up back at home or back at the boys' house. And so there were there were three of us in there were four of us in the living room. There were three boys and then three of the boys and then me. We were very depending on which one you were talking to, most of us were drunk. Well most of us were inebriated at this point in the evening after we had been home for a while. We we kept drinking. So I was in the living room with two of the guys after Miles had already gone to bed. And like I said, we had been drinking. Everybody was getting ready to go to bed. And I was telling the two that were left that I was probably going to masturbate before I fell asleep. And they were like, well, put a towel down. And I'm like, well, you would never know that I've masturbated on that couch already, would you? You'd never know it. I haven't put a, put a towel down yet. 
And they were like, oh my God, no, you haven't, you haven't, you haven't. So we laughed about that. And they never knew whether I was serious or not, because often you just don't with me. And that's the way I like it. In in some instances, yes. So I, I had told them this, and I, like I said, I have been on the prowl for a couple of weeks. My sex drive is way up high right now. And I haven't quite been able to scratch that itch by myself. So I was actually very serious last night about wanting to masturbate before I fell asleep because I was... I was inebriated and I had uh, been, you know, like I said, on the prowl. I was horny, people. I was fucking horny. I needed to be fucked, but that was not going to happen. So I would masturbate. Yes, indeed, I would. Well, I started to. I did. And I fell asleep. I shit you not. I fell asleep. I was off. I was having this really, really good fantasy in my head. I was nice and wet and, and you know, wet ass pussy. And, you know, whap, whap, whap. That was, yeah, macaroni in a pot. There we go. I had it going on. And I woke up a couple hours later to roll over with my hands still down my pants. So I just, I rolled over and started snoring. I I just, I didn't finish. I'll make up for it later. I'll get my candy cane out. I'm home now. I will get my candy cane out. That was just it. I, I had one more of the uh, masturbation stories to tell you. Now, about last week's Fantasies podcast, I did have some questions and some discussions come up from this podcast. The first question that I had, I had mentioned aftercare in relation to violent sex fantasies, that aftercare was an important part of that. And I was asked what aftercare was. And it it definitely depends on the couple. It is basically what it says in the name. It's it's care after the sex act and I'm going to give you an example here because that still doesn't clarify things I'm going to give you an example of my own using my friend with benefits that I no longer have in Knoxville this is one of the things I enjoyed about him so much he caused me to constantly change and evolve and expand sexually he was always, and not in a negative way, he was always very, very, very much in favor of testing our limits sexually to see if this fantasy would work or this role play would work. And let's try this and let's try this. And if there was ever anything I didn't want to do, he was fine with that. Well, we had talked several times and I consider this actually to be part of the aftercare, but it happens before anything happens, if that makes sense. And again, I harp on this all the time. Talk, 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 talk. We talked. We talked about this, uh, this role play that we were about to do. And we talked about what was going to happen. And, and I'll tell you about that in just a second. Uh, neither one of us had done this before, at least to the extreme that we were discussing. Okay, I'd been a bad girl and I needed a spanking. Okay, now not all, no, this was not a spanking with a hand. This was a spanking with a belt. Okay, that's why I'm using this example because this is something that actually did happen to me and I can tell you about it. Neither one of us had done this before, like I said, or at least to this extreme. He, I'd, I'd had my ass spanked before. He'd spanked my ass before with his hand. And that's what brought up the topic of using something else. And we had, we had, we'd discussed it several times. We had fantasized about it. Uh, we had... 
again, talked about it. We, we talked and talked and talked about it. And we both agreed that we wanted to try it. We went ahead and discussed where he was allowed to use this belt on me. And we agreed. Uh, we discussed the amount of force he could use. He was fine with, with the limitations that I set. And we established how things were going to stop if they needed to stop. We came up with a code word. Now, one of the things that has to happen in especially some kind of a violent sex fantasy, if you are going to enact one of these, there has to be a degree of respect. There has to be a huge amount of trust. I trusted that if I told him, stop, he would stop. No matter how stoked he was about this. And I did. I trusted him. So we, we did have that uh, bond, even though we were only friends with benefits. We knew each other well enough at this point to go out on a limb and talk about doing something of this caliber. So that was our pre Aftercare or before care, I guess. Uh, we did. We sat down and we established a basic outline of what was acceptable and how to stop it if it got out of hand. Okay. So we get up to the actual event, and I'm not going to lie, I was nervous. I was very, very nervous. And he was, he was great. He, he knew he could tell I was nervous and we actually talked about it and I told him yes I'm nervous as hell so we smoked some pot we drank some beer and we had a lot of not necessarily what would be considered foreplay like you know oral sex or sucking my tits or anything like that but there was a lot of touching and a lot of caressing there was a lot of uh, sensory buildup I guess. And then we eventually, he, he started, he started off really slow. Like I said, it was a, it was a sensory thing. And he definitely started off spanking me with his hand. And as we got further and further into the roles that we had assigned ourselves, me being the bad girl, him being the disciplinarian, uh, and I had been very naughty I, and I, I did, I slipped into my role and I back sassed and I cursed and it was, it was very, very, oh my, it, how to describe it? It, it was liberating. It, it really was when you role play, you do slip into a, a role. And I mean, that's, that's what it is. I, I don't know how else to describe that, but the first time he smacked my ass with that belt. It was very gentle, but it was still shocking to my system because, like I said, he'd been using a hand on my ass. But after the belt landed, he soothed it. He soothed that area. He would kiss it or he would caress it or he would lick it. Something to let me know that I was still being cherished, that my ass was still being cherished. But he kissed, he literally kissed my ass. And this kept up for a little while. He would, he would do all the, the kissing and caressing and touching. And he would blow on, he would smack me with the belt and then blow on it you know, very, very gently. And the cool air felt wonderful because he was heating up my backside. And I, I am mean. I, yeah, I do mean in more ways than one. This was very, very, very hot, very, very, very sexy, very, very, very kinky role play that we were doing. And it was fun and it hurt. I, uh, I didn't know. And, and eventually he, he did, the blows got harder and he stopped with the kissing and caressing in between blows. So there would be like two or three 
smacks of the belt. And then he would give me a, a quick kiss and then smack me again. There was no set pattern at this point. I didn't know what to expect. And this is part of what, I guess, what his goal was. Uh, this, this was something that he wanted to do more so than me. So I, I, I don't know if it had to do with power or I don't know what it had to do with for him. I, I, I honestly can't remember. And I know we discussed it. Um, but I didn't realize that by this point, because I had been a very naughty girl, like I said, I had been spanked for a while. I was crying and I didn't know it. He had to bring my attention to this fact. I was so far into what we were doing and how liberating it was and how amazing it was. And while it did hurt, it felt so good. I, I If you don't understand that, I'm sorry. That's the only way I can describe it. It hurt and it felt so good. But yes, I was totally unaware that I was crying. Didn't know that I was crying until he stopped. He stopped everything. He, he, I did, I hadn't asked him to, but he was, he was that in tune because we had hooked up so many times that I'd never cried. So like I said, I didn't know I was doing it. So he made sure I was okay physically. He made sure I was okay mentally. He made sure that I was still on board with the whole role-playing thing. You know, he, he wanted me to, to be enjoying my punishment. He didn't want to actually be hurting me. I know if you don't get it, you don't get it. And I'm, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> but so once he established that I was, I was fine mentally, I was fine physically, I, I think I just was in shock with all the sensations that I was feeling because it, it was very confusing. Like I said, I had these, these very, very good feelings and I had these very, very uh, painful feelings physically. So it, it was very confusing. I have no doubt that I cried. I, I have, you know, but he was worried. He was worried about me. So we continued on our merry way. And oh, my goodness. Yes, I just said, oh, my goodness. Again, the sex was great. The sex was absolutely phenomenal. And oh, I have a big smile on my face just remembering it. Um, I wish I had pictures. I do. He has the pictures and he never sent them to me. Um, but afterward, okay, after care. So I've told you what he, what he and I did pre-role play, pre-fantasy. I told you about what he did during that he went basically above and beyond. When, when I started crying, he made sure that I was okay. He didn't have to do that. That was not one of the parameters that we had set, but because that's the kind of person he is, he did that. And that's, that's awesome. He, he, he just, he, he was absolutely awesome with this. And so afterward, after we were done, usually after he and I got done, I cleaned myself up, but he insisted on cleaning me up this time. He was very, very tender and he insisted that I lay on my tummy and he cleaned up my pussy. He was very, very, very gentle and he cleaned <laughs> because he pounded my pussy. Let me tell you. No, he didn't beat me with a belt there, uh, but he fucked me brainless. <laughs> So, yeah, he pounded my pussy really hard and he was very gentle when he cleaned up, when he cleaned me up. Uh, he, he used a nice warm cloth on my welts that were popping up on my ass. Uh, he, there, and because he had never done this before, he wasn't as precise 
as we had both wanted him to be. And I, I had told him the only places that he was allowed to hit me with the belt. And he went over the, the imaginary lines a couple times, but it, it was fine. Uh, he, after he was done soothing everything with a nice warm washcloth, he put lotion on all those welts and he just kept soothing, you know, nice circular soothing motions on that abused skin. It was so, it felt so good. And then after he was done with all of that, and, and that went on for a while, uh, he, um, he also made sure to finger me at points when I was getting aroused because I was getting aroused. My ass is, my ass is just a huge erogenous zone, pun intended, because my ass is huge. Um, yeah, the lotion and the, the soothing and the aftercare and the caressing and the, the warm washcloth and the, the, uh, fingering of my pussy while he was cleaning me and soothing me, that turned me on. So, if I'm remembering correctly, I, I'm pretty sure I got another orgasm out of it, which doesn't typically happen with me. Uh, but then we snuggled and then we talked and we talked about how beating my ass with a belt made him feel sexually, how it made him feel mentally and how it made him feel physically. And I'm not going to relay what he said. We talked about how having my ass beaten with a belt made me feel sexually and mentally and physically, okay? And I can tell you that sexually, it turned me on. I, I have been more turned on. I have been less turned on, but it was, I'd say it was pretty high up there. It might have been somewhere between a 7.5 and an 8, I'd like to say 6.9, but it was a little higher than that. It, it really was. It, it, I got a real sexual charge out of the, the feel of the belt on my ass. Okay. That's just it. I, I liked it. I liked the sound that it made and it turned me on. Now that goes into part of the mental part of it. I, I, I don't know why I'm sure I could use therapy on this. But mentally, I think I came away fine from it. Uh, physically, yes, it hurt. And there was, it was about a week until I could uh, walk right. I, like I said, I did have uh, some welts that were um, like my, uh, my upper thighs or my lower back. They were only supposed to be on my ass. But nothing broke the skin. With ointment, I didn't even bruise. So physically, it was about a week before I was back to normal. And probably about two weeks before all the mar marks and markings went away. But like I said, I didn't have any broken skin. I, I enjoyed sexually the feeling that it aroused in me. You know, like I said, mentally, I think I walked away from it just fine. <laughs> I don't know what it says about me that I liked it, but that's for a therapist to figure out. Uh, we finally, we made our conclusions about whether we'd be doing the whole belt thing again. And uh, we, we probably will. Uh, he has probably already done it with somebody else. And I, I think that I would like it with the right person. It has to be somebody that would be willing to be as good as this guy was. He was, uh, he was very tender and very caring. And <clears throat> he got to, you know, like I said, we had this friend with benefits relationship already. So we had been together on and off sexually for maybe six months so we kind of sort of knew each other's sexual quirks, maybe. So he, he kind of figured out that I was a snuggler. And I figured out that he was a snuggler. So that's one of the reasons that we snuggled. If you don't like to snuggle, that may not be part of your aftercare. 
But this was our version of it. So that was a very long involved story of what aftercare can consist of. Uh, and if you if you need any more clarification on it, you definitely can let me know. And we touched on this a little bit when I talked about him caressing my ass and rubbing the lotion in and fingering me. He he didn't have another round in him. That's that's for sure. But he was arousing me and he made sure I got off again. And that's one of the things that can often happen is during aftercare, depending on who you are, you may want to have reconnective sex with your partner, with your significant other, with your friend with benefits. And what this does, you you make love, you have sex, you fuck, however you want to put it. But you you do this just as yourselves again. And you take it from there. You just kind of, you're, you're yourselves. I, I don't know how else to put it. So you can reconnect sexually and intimately. So yeah, sometimes aftercare does consist of having sex yet again. <laughs> okay, now that you're thoroughly confused, one of the other subjects of discussion that arose from last week's podcast about fantasies was the voyeurism. There was some discussion among my friend group about voyeurism. They thought that a voyeur would be the same thing as a cuckold. And I said, no, 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 that's, those are two totally different things. And so they wanted to know what the differences were. A voyeur is someone who likes to watch others engage in sexual acts. And often while they are watching these sexual acts, they will masturbate. And one of the easy ways to kind of visualize these people, and they don't, they can be either sex, any sex, it, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Anybody can be a voyeur. These are the people that hide behind their telescopes. They like to use binoculars. Um, my friend who liked to be in the hotel room with me when I was entertaining, uh, these people just like to watch other people have sex. It doesn't matter who they are. They can be friends. They can be complete strangers. A cuckold, on the other hand, is someone who is turned on sexually by the idea of their significant other being fucked by someone else. Often, humiliation is involved and derision is involved, but these two things are not necessary. Okay, so a cuckold is somebody who gets turned on by the idea, and it's usually a guy. So we're going to say, just for generalities here, a cuckold is a dude that gets hot and bothered by the idea of his wife going out and getting fucked by somebody else. That's a lifestyle. A cuckold is usually married to what's called a hot wife. Or a slut wife. And if you can believe this, I have had three gentlemen try to get me into their cuckolding lifestyles as their new mistress. Mm -hmm. um, the first one, I remember, I was very naive. I had uh, just gotten my divorce and I knew that I was very 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 curious I had registered on several websites and I was very curious sexually there were so many things now that I was open to trying and this this guy that I had met online and he and I were texting and he was telling me these things that he wanted me to do well some of them turned me on and some of them didn't and I, I remember telling him via text that if I was going to be able to play with other people, that he should be able to play with other people. And I, he told me, no, that's not what I want. I want to be cuckolded. What you're describing is swinging. So 
I, um, he and I did not, uh, we never did meet in real life. And there were reasons for that, but I won't go into those. We just, it, it just didn't happen. It, it was probably better off that way. The second one who wanted me to be his mistress, I have lost touch with him. And I really, I hope that somehow this podcast finds him well and get back in touch with me. I think you have my phone number. So if you're out there and you recognize me in some of the stories that I'm telling, and we've talked on the phone before, if you recognize my voice, definitely get back in touch with me. I, I miss your friendship. I really do. Um, he, was, he was a very, very nice man. Uh, so yeah, I lost touch with him and I, I hope he's doing well. I never did become his mistress. The last one, by this point, I had researched the cuckold lifestyle and it is a lifestyle. Uh, so many of these things are. This guy, you know, I had researched the lifestyle and I was willing to try it. But he wasn't willing to let me go slowly at it, which that's what I need to do when I start out on things and I'm unsure of what I'm doing and how to go about it. I go all, I go all slow until I know kind of what I'm doing. And then, then I get more confidence. Then I go, you know, faster or quicker or with, with more assurance or, or whatever. Uh, but he, he had, re he'd recently ended a long-term relationship with his mistress because she had moved away and they had uh they had had like I said a very very long relationship he didn't need he didn't he wasn't in a position that he wanted to retrain somebody and he just wanted to kind of pick up where they left off that wasn't with me um <laughs> One of the things that I think I have determined about the cuckolding lifestyle and myself is I think that it's, it's not, I don't think it's for me. Um, I would be wanting him to go out and have fun too. And like it was pointed out to me, that's not cuckolding, that's swinging. <laughs> we'll, we'll definitely have some, uh, some swinging, uh, activities on this podcast. Definitely, definitely. Uh, in, okay, so that's it. I'm done with that one. In discussion with some of my friends who are also fans of the podcast, it has been brought to my attention that I need to be a little bit more raunchy, give more details, just get down and dirty. And I'm, I, I will do my best. It is, uh, it's, I have to be me and It'll take me a little bit of time to get more comfortable, but to be fair, to be fair, they hadn't at that point listened to the Fantasies podcast all the way through. I played them some of the excerpts, and I I think some of the things that I brought up in that episode, in that podcast, were getting to a level of what they considered acceptable raunchiness. So... I want to know what you guys think. Do I need to get more raunchy? Do you want to hear more down and dirty details? Do you want to hear about me uh, taking a huge cock up my ass? What do you want to hear? And these same fan friends also suggested having guests on and let the guests tell their sexy stories. Now, I love this idea. I absolutely love this idea. If any of you out there are interested in being a guest on the show, number one, anonymity. Nobody has to know who you are. I promise you that. You can even give me a fake name. We can work something out if you would like to be on my show. I would be happy letting you come here and come here. Yes, I'm so I'm so eight years old. Anyway, I would be happy to have you on and let you talk about some of your, uh, your sexual stories. If you have questions, 
if you know anything we can have a dialogue back and forth it doesn't have to be just you or just me talking so if you're not comfortable coming on and talking would you be willing to let me tell your story I would love to do that I would be honored to do that I I don't know how many ways I can say it but please please get in touch with me so far everything has been about me and I, I want this to be your show. Um, but in order for that to happen, I need to hear from you. I want to know your rules. Do you have any sexy rules? I used to, (laughs) even if you're single, you know, you've got rules. Uh, one of the rules I had with my ex-husband, I always told him if it's something you don't want to see me doing with somebody else, you probably shouldn't be doing it with somebody else either. He's my ex-husband, so that tells you how well that worked. But some of some of the rules, you you you've got them. You know you do. Condoms, yes, no. If yes, do you let her put them on? Cause that's sexy. Yeah. Okay. What about what about the the rule? Uh, don't stick your dick in crazy. I used to tell that to one of my kids all the fucking time because he had a habit of just dating crazy chicks. So, and anyway, and, 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 you know, if you are not a penis wielder, don't let somebody stick a crazy dick in you. You know, it, it goes for both sexes. It goes for all sexes. Just don't fuck with crazy period. The hot crazy scale. I think we've all heard of it. If you haven't, you need to look it up. It is called the Hot Crazy Scale or the Hot Crazy Matrix. This is from How I Met Your Mother. And there are several YouTube videos about it. The Hot Crazy Scale. That can be one of our rules. I want to hear your rules. I want to hear your stories. I want to hear your ideas. Your suggestions. Um... What can I do better? Do you want me to add or subtract things? What do you want me to talk about? Do you want me to talk about, you know, taking a big dick up my ass? Yes, the time has come, my dears. Please remember, this is your show. Send me your thoughts and ideas and questions and stories. Send me your recipes and your phone numbers. Send me whatever you want to send. If you want to send me tit pics and dick pics baby i'll take them okay you ready to write all right go my website is slutradio.fun follow me on twitter at slutradio1 the number one my insta is slut underscore radio my snapchat is just one word slutradio my patreon is patreon.com backslash slut radio there are five levels to choose from on the patreon account plus the option for a one-time donation the top two tiers levels whatever you want to call them the top two the sweet slut and the sweet slut light have special podcasts and this is the only place that you can hear them so if you're thinking about the patreon donation think about that as well And be sure and join me next time for a fabulous discussion on friends with benefits, babies. All right. I will see you next time. Bye-bye.